0: Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 22nd of September and a shaky old morning in Melbourne. I was shouting at my daughter to get the wet towel out of the washing machine. Turns out to have been one of the biggest earthquakes in 100 years. And the earthquake in the stock market seems to be fading away as well. We will see if there are any aftershocks. But our market was down 32 this morning, currently up 33. So we've had a 60 point bounce on the news that one of China Evergrande's main subsidiaries is going to make the next bond interest payment on September the 23rd. And the market has bounced and the Dow futures bounced. They were up 120 when I looked at them 10 minutes ago, although I noticed now they're down seven. So I don't know what's developed since. Up, down, all around. But iron ore stocks doing the best today. We have BHP up 2.2%, RIO up 2.9%, Fortescue up 4.4% and there is a bit of research around saying it's a buying opportunity. I've seen a piece of City research about Champion Iron. The code is CIA. It's not a very popular stock in Australia. Despite being a $2.2 billion company, all its operations are in Quebec in Canada, listed here though. And it's highly illiquid and there are no major institutions on the share register. But City has a buy recommendation on that today saying the recent collapse in the iron ore price, the stock's 44% off the top, saying the recent collapse in the iron ore price is a buying opportunity. CIA's up 6% today. But I can't help thinking that we are coming to a point where you will find, especially if this China Evergrande situation goes away, that other brokers are going to start telling us to buy iron ore stocks. And they won't have to work very hard to find an excuse as I look at the stock box at the moment. Admittedly, forecasts probably haven't factored in the recent drop in the iron ore price. But if you look at the forecast at the moment, Fortescue Metals PE 3.7 times. Next year, 6.5 times. Gross yield next year, 18%. Share price down 18% in a week, 27% in a month. BHP 6.7 times, 9 times next year. Yield 11.3% next year, down 9.5% in a week, 14.9% in a month. And from top to bottom, it fell 32%. Rio, 4.7 times, dropping to, or sorry, rising to 6.5 times next year. Yield, 11.6% next year. From top to bottom, the share price has been down 30.8%, and I didn't mention Fortescue down 46%. Bottom line, if this Evergrande situation goes away, and the suggestion is that if they do run into trouble, that the Chinese authorities won't step in unless they run into trouble, unless there is a spillover, a contagion into other areas of the finance system, finance industry in China and maybe the Chinese economy, they won't step in unless there is a spillover. But it looks like they might just get themselves out of it anyway. In which case, could this be the bottom of this recent wobble which saw our market from top to bottom down 5.78%? It's all a gamble. We don't know for sure, but... Those are the headlines today. China Evergrande will make coupon payment for onshore bond due September 23rd. We're probably going to get whiplash following every announcement on this issue. But there you go. That's the fun of the stock market. The Evergrande share price, the barometer of market sentiment, isn't actually trading today. There's a holiday in China, so it was down 0.44% in the end yesterday. As I look at Hong Kong or Hang Seng futures at the moment, not up a lot, up 0.2%. So the market not really getting behind the it's all over theme, but some suggestions that it might be. Also helping the theme today is the People's Bank of China, China's central bank, has increased its injection of short term cash into the financial system, putting 120 billion yuan into the banking system through reverse repurchase, reverse repo agreements, which is up from 30 billion on Wednesday and 100 billion on Friday. Friday and Saturday. All right, other quick things. Zip, Z1P, you'll see in the Markers Today section, they've made a move into the Indian buy now, pay later market, buying Zest Money for $69 million. Sorry, it's an investment. They're not buying the whole business. What's the population of India? Over a billion. Zest Money has 11 million registered users and 10,000 merchants. So plenty of upside there. The share price isn't doing too much though, or maybe not. It's up two point nine percent now. Apart from that move today, the buy now pay later has had a bit of a slow puncture recently. Looks like their best days are pretty much past. Henry's written up a bit of zip today. Zip without the zip. In other things, Archer Materials jumped about 20 percent on the open. It's up 10 percent now. This, of course, is Henry's one stock portfolio stock that has absolutely kicked all the other picks out of the park. Company says they have reached its their most significant early stage commercialization milestone with the granting of a U.S. patent for the 12CQ quantum computing chip. The granting of the U.S. patent is a significant step in the company's blah, 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 blah. Obviously, good news. Share price up 10% and... I can only guess that someone had wind of an announcement coming because you might remember at the end of last week on Friday, the share price took off. It's actually up. Can you believe it? It's up 62% from the bottom on the 9th of September or three weeks ago. It's up 62% to the recent high or the high today. So somebody knew something was going on and that followed a 47% fall in the share price from the peak of over $3 hit 308 in the middle of August and then has bounced 62%. Currently 223, still well below the 308 peak. I've got the greatest showman going in the back of my head. Come alive, come alive. Harvey Norman got upgraded today by Goldman Sachs. Target price implying 21% upside. AGL, I think has its AGM today, confirming the outlook for next year. Share price up 2.9%. That stock, of course, has been an absolute shocker. This is the first bounce in months today or the last couple of days being the first bounce in months. In the last couple of days from bottom to top, it's gone up 11 and percent. And that follows a 62 percent drop since the bottom, the bottom of the pandemic. It's fallen 62 percent since then. And that follows an 80 percent drop since 2017. It has been singularly one of the worst big cap performers in the market over the last four years. Anyway, sign. Of hope in the last couple of days and the AGM today, as I say, share price up a little bit. I don't know how many times we've been tempted to catch the knife on AGL. Thank goodness we haven't, but clearly we'll be triggering a few buy signals for short term traders today or tomorrow morning when they scan for them. Another stock possibly worth a look will be on the scans tomorrow as well for a short term bounce. Might interest some of you. MVP medical developments It's best known, of course, for the Green Whistle, which uses pain relieving drug Penthrox. It's also used for veterinary applications as well. A technical buy signal short term on that as well. MVP, the code. Earnings took a huge dip over the pandemic. The share price at the moment is down 14% from the, well, at its low, was down 14% from the pandemic low. So where the rest of the market's up 70 odd percent, this drop dropped 14% and prior to the pandemic it was absolutely flying and it's dropped 72% from the pre-pandemic top and in the year before the pandemic it rose 230% in a year and the pandemic slapped it in the face so it is a classic this is MVP Medical Developments International the green whistle stock so it is now a classic pandemic recovery stock. Fundamentals look atrocious, but it might be one worth doing a little bit of research on. If it ever regains its former glory, it would be up 156 percent from here. Maybe I'll write it up tomorrow or we'll get Tom to do a buy hold sell on it. Right, what else have we got going on today? Chris likes a reit, yawn a reit. Come on, Chris, get more exciting. Likes Charter Hall Group, a real estate and investment trust. Calls put it in as chart of the day today in the trading ideas section solid uptrend covid update if you have a look at the chart in the strategy piece not really our skill set to add value to covid numbers but it is clear that covid cases in australia nationally are peaking the u.s house of representatives have voted this morning to suspend the federal debt limit in other words this is where you always get this brinkmanship between republicans and democrats over the debt ceiling which has to be renegotiated every year. Everybody votes along party lines and the threat of not refunding the government, not raising their spending limit, always manages to be used as a lever by the other party to extract all sorts of favours. Anyway, this political brinkmanship standoff or showdown or whatever you want to call it has been delayed until early December. Nothing quite like getting very close to Christmas before you threaten to shut down all the government departments that is funded that are funded by the bill what else? We've got Morgan Stanley. Oh, I think I mentioned this yesterday saying that they saw the possibility of a 10 to 20% pullback in the market. Lake Resources. I won't tell you what I know about Lake Resources, but joining in any fad, they have partnered with a US company to develop a lithium project in Argentina. The share price has popped. Have a look in the Markets Today section today. We've got our usual Wednesday list of the most shorted stocks done by Tom. If you've never seen it, Flights center the most shorted stock followed by Webjet that's quite interesting because of course if the borders open up and travel suddenly comes back in fashion those short coverers are going to have to cover quickly it'll mean the share price rises on these stocks will be that much more rapid when there's an excuse to buy them otherwise most shorted stocks Kogan, Zip, EOS one of Henry's playthings, Miso Blast and a number of others. The shorting list is always worth keeping an eye on, especially if you are an active trader, because these are stocks that tend to move faster, stocks that are highly shorted. If there's good news, they bounce fast. And when you look down the list, you'll always find the hot stocks. So Redbubble on there, Kogan on there, Templum Webster on there, BNPL stocks have been on there for a while, Split it, Zip, and we were talking about AGL, possibly turning the corner. AGL's on there, the 13th most shorted stock. A lot of the terrible performers are A2 Milks on there as well. So it means that when they turn around, they turn around fast. So always a good idea to keep a little eye on which stocks are shorted. If you really want to look at the detail on a shorted stock, go to a website called Shortman. Type in a code and you'll see the trend in shorting in stocks. And It's often quite a good indicator of a stock that might be changing trends. So you'd go and have a look. For instance, I'll do that now. We were talking about maybe AGL turning around with its two-day bounce having dropped 80% Let's have a look at the AGL shorting position. And by the looks of it, it has jumped from 3% to 7%, which is quite a big move. 4% of the company got shorted literally in the last couple of weeks. So short position has jumped in AGL, possibly because they expected some debacle at the AGM. And maybe that's why it's bouncing, because there hasn't been and the shorters are taking their bets off anyway. You can see shorting quite interesting. Right. Lastly, I have done a bit of education in the Marcus Today section today. I have explained what the dot plot is is. I won't run through it all, but the FOMC meeting is tonight, obviously. All the newswires seem to be writing it up as a potential disaster. I don't know why. The recent Evergrande situation presumably means that the Fed are going to delay tapering yet again. But newswires seem to be suggesting something could go wrong. I doubt it very, very much. Anyway, part of the Fed meeting every three months, so quarterly, so once every quarter, in March, June, September, which is tonight in December, they update what's called the dot plot. The dot plot is when 19 Fed officials, which is the seven board of governors of the Federal Reserve and 12 regional bank presidents, where they are allowed to put four dots down, which is where they think interest rate rates will be this year, next year, the year after, and then longer term. And they put these dots in anonymously, which is a bit of fun. So this is the guess from the people in the Federal Reserve where interest rates will be over the next Two years and for the longer term. So what people do is they compare the dot plot from 3 months ago to the new dot plot and see the trend in expectations and I explain uh, of interest rates of the Federal Reserve rate which is the official interest rate. So this is the Fed anonymously allowing us to see what they're thinking. It was first introduced in 2012. It was their attempt to be more transparent because the whole market was hanging, post GFC was hanging on every adjective and dissecting every syllable of the FOMC and it really put pressure on the FOMC to be very careful with what they were saying. So they came up with this as a way to sort of dissipate the constant speculation that was going on. Anyway, new dot plot tonight, we'll be able to compare that with the dot plot from three months ago and see where the Fed's expectations are going. Right. That's about it from me today. Market up 44, been as high as 51, up 44. That's a 76 point bounce so far today. No ever grand share price to go on, but obviously paying their debts and the Chinese central bank dumping a load more liquidity into the markets is helping. I do begin to wonder, is that the bottom for these iron ore stocks? We've got BHP up 2.6%, Rio 2.7%, Fortescue 5% up and this champion iron stock up 7.1%. I think they're going to turn up on the scans as buy signals tomorrow. We'll see. And and this AGL up 3.4%, MVP up 8.8%. That nickel mines that had a big dive recently on fears about Indonesian tax change. They they seem to be bouncing up 4.7%. ax up 9.4%. Henry will be happy with that. Although my Poseidon nickel pos is up 5.7%. Trying to keep up, but not quite getting there. Right, that's it. Let's see what these Dow futures are doing. They were up 120, down five, and they're now up 49. So So can't quite make their minds up. Right, that's about it from me. Hopefully, there are a few ideas in there for you. You have a fabulous day. Let's hope we don't get any more aftershocks in Melbourne or the stock market. I will speak to you tomorrow.